Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellocoon and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome to Bonsai Beats, this is episode 210. I'm Jellicoon, along with Zach, as always. As always. And in fact, I believe this is my three-year anniversary. Sure, you can go with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just marking it based on when I remember doing it, and it was at the beginning of my semester for school, so it's either going to be this one or in two weeks. Well, I was going through the, po- uh, through the website today. Mm-hmm. And looking at the co-host page, and I had to update the ages. I updated the ages at least. So no longer, was I like 19 instead you of 22? You were 19, and I was 29, and I was like, ah. Oh. Uh, you're not in your 20s. I'm not in my teens. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, when I was reading, I was like, well, I don't do that podcast anymore. You erase that line, and your line is like, currently a college student. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. I should have wrote You put currently laid there. off. <laughs> <laughs> currently in transition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a half a year, which is a pretty long time. I'd be 23. That's not even close to 19. No. Three years already. Can you believe it? It just feels like yesterday. Uh, I don't know. My life drags on at certain points. It's been a while. All that. What do you mean it drags? That sounds like a very depressive thing to say, but the point is, college was a large chunk of my life, so it does feel like a while ago. Gotcha. That I was beginning my sophomore year, yeah. Gotcha. Man. Yep, no, I I hear you. Um, What was I doing three years ago? Hmm, not a lot. Pretty much what I'm doing now. (laughs) Pretty much what I'm doing now. Uh, so we've got a lot on this show, as we reminisce, apparently. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing the first season of Tower of Duraga. And what is it you'll be reviewing today, Zach? I will be reviewing how to raise a boring girlfriend. Does it? Does she come in a... She's like a Tamagotchi. There, exactly. A little electronic keychain thing. <laughs> feed and water it. Mm-hmm. But you have to make sure she's boring. Okay. Fair enough. Well, man, I don't know why. I just this episode. Now you started with you know reminiscing and, jeez. <laughs> Are you feeling remiss? Are you feeling nostalgia? I feel like this, this whole show is like depressing. Yeah. Well, only if the life you've led for the past three years is depressing. I don't know if that's supposed to comfort you or make you feel worse. 
Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, it's going to be a filled, filled episode. So, uh, what have you been watching at all? Oh, man. Well, I definitely have been watching How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend, or else I wouldn't be able to review it. I watched all 12 episodes of that this week <laughs> while, while doing other things. And then it, it was a good background show. We'll, we'll get into that. Which is weird because it's subtitled, so it's not like I could do something too intense while reading the show. But <laughs> but there wasn't that much reading to do. Um, you know what? I don't think I've even been watching much. I'm behind on the Monster Girl show. I'm behind on Gate. I never finished the love story one with oh, that massive yeah. man character. Yes. My love story. I'm still on episode five of that, which I enjoy. I'm still on like episode five or six of uh, Stardust Crusaders JoJo. It's just like I'm currently in a lot of shows I enjoy, but haven't watched much besides finishing. I mean, the one I finished was twelve episodes, so I met my quota. But the other, if I would have watched twelve episodes of something else instead, I'm pretty sure I could have got current with all the airing shows I'm watching. Because I'm only watching Charlotte Gate and Monster Girls, I believe. Gotcha. So, not too much, but next on my list, now that I'm done, it's probably get current with everything, except I'm still kind of split on Charlotte. Uh, We talked about it last time. I was still a fan. You were ready to drop it, I think. But uh, that show might be better just to watch when it's done. I've actually had more fun... I have not been watching anything this season except for that my wife is the student council president or something. Oh, no. Not that's that the only show. Hey, it's five minutes long. <laughs> There's guaranteed nudity of some sort, so it's like, eh, pay off. <laughs> <laughs> worth uh, it. It's worth it, exactly. Um, I've been watching a lot of older shows. And last week I watched the full show of Tower of Druga, season one and two. I thought about doing a review of both season one and two, but I figured it'd be fun to break them out in their own seasons and you know lengthen it out a bit. So this <laughs> but, is just going to be season one you're reviewing. Yeah, today? yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll tell you ahead of time. Um, next podcast, we're going to be reviewing season two, but I'm going to have to spoil season one for season two to make sense. I ah. can't. There's no way to. There's no way to. Um, talk about season two without spoiling season one right you wouldn't be able to review it yeah. it'd be so vague you'd be like know that character that did that one thing exactly. well now he's doing this <laughs> exactly exactly so but i watched that full show house 24 episodes i then started watching um fate clyde liner Ilya. oh yes best show i've watched <laughs> i've watched four episodes of that talk about payoff that the voice, the English voice actors don't sound like they. I don't know, like Ilya sounds kind of weird. Does she not sound ten? She does, but she screams. Oh no! Like, she kind of screams in the Japanese. Oh, does she? Oh, okay. It's very high pitch. Yes, this is exactly what it Whereas is. Whereas her friend is like a <clears throat> complete opposite. Yes, like, no. So monotone. Maybe, yes, exactly. She's monotone in the English dub too. Then. Yeah, I think that's the point of their. Well, it pissed me off, and I know I'm nitpicking here, and I know there's nothing you can do about it. 
but I've only watched the Genion dub. Was it Genion or was it ADV? Who came out with the original Fates Day Night? I think it's Genion. I think you're right. But I was so used to... um, uh, Fuck, what's her name? Rin. Rin's voice actor from that show. Mm. That it's someone completely different in this... And it took a little getting used to. Yeah, it was Jenny on. I just looked it up. It's, I know. I'm she, she has a different voice actor in this yes, one? Yes. Well, I guess English, maybe. Yeah. She sounded the same in the Japanese version. Yeah, they probably had the same voice in the Japanese dub. But yeah, it's been interesting. They're Wands Talk and they're sisters. So somehow they're... I, I don't know. And they fly. Uh, it's, it's and they... <laughs> I just got done watching the fourth episode, so... <clears throat> well, they do cute things half the time, the other half they battle things. So imagine. far, they're still just battling. I haven't got to the cute parts yet. Oh, that's season two, and then I heard season three as well. Okay, well... But I haven't watched it. That's airing right now. Watching season one on uh, DVD. Comes on two discs. Wow. Two. Dose. <clears throat> and then I started watching Outlaw Star. What is that? very old show fucking sunrise man 1998 sunrise they were on a roll with their shows they had cowboy bop and they had outlaw star both space themed cowboy type shows <laughs> so space cowboys they pretty much are um the main character gene starwind exactly awesome a great name <clears throat> so i'm watching this because a colleague of mine Knows I watch anime. And he was like, dude, fucking Outlaw Star is the shit. You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. So I'm finally getting around to watching it because I finally found a download of like all the episodes in English. So I'm going to start watching it. I watched first, part of the first episode. Um, that is really about all I'm watching right now. But I've got the High School of the Dead OVA so I haven't watched. Um... Kind of service of the dead. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I enjoyed I, no, the main story because it was zombies <sighs> and fan service, but yeah. I don't know if I could watch the pure fan service eh, one. It's 15 minutes, and why not? Um, <laughs> anyway, oh, your justification hey, of I bought it for things. five bucks. You're like, yeah, there's guaranteed nudity. Uh, it's 15 minutes of nudity. It's fine. <laughs> hey, come on, I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to watch Monster Girls. The innuendo is off the charts. No. Fuck them. <laughs> um, I also started watching. Um, oh, what the fuck was it? Sakura Wars TV. Mm, flower Petal Wars. Okay. And I don't so, know what does it mean. I don't know. They're 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 Sakura warriors. I don't know. It's a. I'm Not just, a Sakura was a flower. It is. Mm. Um, they're like the Petal Patrol or something. <laughs> 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 I only watched the first episode because after I finished Tower of Duraga, I was trying to find something me and my wife could both watch. And I I thought it was high, rated higher, but apparently it's not. But I've had Soccer Wars TV sitting on my bookshelf for years. Probably at least six or seven years. Well, this show looks terrible. It, Soccer Wars. Soccer Tyson. Yeah, well, we'll read the synopsis. Sakura travels to the capital with aspirations of defending the city from the demonic forces of the Black Sanctum Council. Yep. Like her father before her. 
However, things are not as she imagined, as in addition to using her great spiritual energy to pilot a mech called a Kobu, she must also perform on stage as an actor. The Imperial Flower Division's cover is an art theater. What? That's like the name of whatever. Making a fool of herself and running a production gets her on everyone's bad side, and somehow she must learn to work with them, as well as prevent the enemy from destroying several shrines which protect the city. Sounds real generic. Yep. Is so, it, actually... Does this come out at the same time as, like, Macross Frontier? And they're like, what if we had a show where there are also idols in it? Maybe. I don't know. When did it come out? I think it was, like, 98, actually. 2000. 2000? Oh, damn. So, well, the thing about her is, like, she's a klutz. Of course. 1999 was Macross. So oh, yep. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I couldn't get past the first episode. I watched the first episode... I was like, okay, that was something and kind of boring. <laughs> and it's back on my shelf. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to keep watching Outlaw Star, though, and finish Fate Liner. Cause oh, best show. Just wait until you get to season two. Uh, we'll see. But this has been fun, man. Like, going back and... Do you feel down. rejuvenated? I do. I mean, like, I'll be honest. Like... A lot of it was just work-related shit that I, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses, but... <clears throat> Sounds like you're making excuses. It is, yep. Uh, well, no, I, I really mean, enjoyed the one show I watched this week. What was so that? That's the one I'm going to be reviewing, The Boring there, Girlfriend. There you go. Exceeding expectations. No, I mean, I, I recently changed uh, jobs, and my job no longer has me working 9 trillion hours a week, and I can actually go home and fuck off if I want, so it's like, all right, anime. Um, so yeah, that and just, I don't know, like, these last couple of shopping trips have been getting some gain, gainful stuff, so, I just picked up Air Gear, and I wanna, I've, I've watched Air Gear a few times, like, watched most of it, but I've never finished it, so, I wanna mm. review that, cause... I remember seeing this on Netflix, but never watching it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little interesting little story. It's about the Super Roller Derby. Pretty much, they race on, like, jet-powered... Uh, like little roller motorized blades. rollerblades. Dude, when I was growing up, I lived on fucking rollerblades in the summer. I'm, sh- I'm sure you did, Dude. like most people your age now. Street hockey during the summer? It kind of died out hockey. when I was a kid. What? Really? People weren't rollerblading when I was a kid. That was like the generation, that was like everyone's older siblings that I knew did that. Man, we used to go to the skate park and shit. Fun stuff. People skateboarded. So, you know, yeah, I lived in the... So, get this, this is kind of funny. <clears throat> um, I had moved about two or three miles from work. And the bus was a pretty lengthy walk. And I could get there pretty quick you know, via bus. Mm-hmm. But it was a pain in the ass to get to. It was about a mile down the road. So, I was like, fuck it, I'll buy some rollerblades. You know how they say, you know, you can ride a bike and you'll never forget well, I sure as fuck forgot, forgot how to ride rollerblades because I nearly found my face like four or five times. And I <laughs> gave up. <laughs> this was like 2006, 2007. Being uh, uh, blind probably doesn't help either. That had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's just a balance thing. Just a balance thing. Whereas the bike, like it's easy to balance. Oh, yeah. I mean, but like, yeah, it was a balance thing. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I grew up. My balance did not stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's a quick little story. But yeah, so um, I've been trying to watch a lot of uh, 
older stuff and just trying to go through maybe stuff I have wanted to watch and just hadn't got a chance. So it's been really fun uh, going back and, you know, you'll hear my review, but, uh, you know, it was really fun watching Tower Draga because it was like, oh, you know, a show I'd heard about for a long time and just never took the time to watch. So it's been kind of nice getting away from the current season of stuff. I feel like we get wrapped up way too much in the current season, and I know the internet, and honestly, that's been one of my main complaints, um, not to get off onto a whole other tangent, but um, <laughs> I always feel like anime is really, really hard for new people to get into, because nobody fucking talks about the older shows. Yeah, about how they should get into it. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, you can go get recommendations and stuff, but... Who are you going to talk to and be like, oh shit, yeah, I'm on episode 7 of Cowboy Bebop. Oh man, episode 3 was so awesome. Like, no no one, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no forum, there's no, I mean, there's rewatch stuff and you know, stuff on Reddit I've seen. But, like, I always just find, like, the, the, the hive mind is, like, current, 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 current. You know, unless you've got friends. Who are also watching it with you. Friends and watch anime. I nah. know. I know. How Your expectations are a little steep here. I know. Well, come on. You don't even have a roommate anymore. <laughs> I don't have a roommate or a job. Thanks. Hey. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think you're talking way too premature about your job. Just Maybe. my opinion. Well, your opinion sucks. Well, screw you then. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you filthy hobo. <laughs> I was going to say, when Get I'm homeless, uh, it'll be, be hard to watch anime. You know what? I'll give you five bucks for your uh, your set of DVDs. But all I have is uh, Railgun, Black Lagoon. What do I have? I don't even know. Man. I, like, unplugged my DVD power thing in my computer, and I don't own a DVD player. So I haven't watched anything, like, on a disc in a while. I know, I bought an Xbox last Xbox One last week. Um, the, my first thought is, hey, I can disconnect my Blu-ray player now. <laughs> I've only got... But then, I had to buy this 40-inch TV, and I've literally... It's just sitting on a table next to me. Like, I don't even fucking use it. Like, it's just sitting here, unused. You, don't you hate it when you're forced to buy a 40-inch TV? Eh. Terrible. I know, awful. I've just been lazy. The wife wants in the bedroom, and I'm like, yeah, where are we going to put it? Oh, I got to go buy a table? Yeah, we'll, we'll buy the table in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A., I don't think I'll be buying a table for the t- for the TV. <laughs> just for your Xbox. You should buy a table and just put your Xbox on it and be like, this is the Xbox table. Nothing else can go on it. Exactly. That and the cat. The cat table. Well, the cat will probably nuzzle up next to the Xbox because it's warm. Mm. And then it gets full of fur and dies. The cat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it blows up with fur. Ah, oh, fuck. I, I want to bitch about the Xbox, but I won't. No, but, that's, uh, that's not topical. Well, actually, it was. You made a mistake for buying an Xbox instead of a PlayStation. So I was installing the Halo Chief Collection. What it was how's that in a million for? years. So I was like, oh, I'll watch Fate Ilya while I wait. Nope. Need to download an application to do that. <laughs> Don't you have a PlayStation? I do not. I had one. What happened? I sold it a year ago. That's tragic. I know. You gave hey, up the good console. I for... gave up a good console for an iPad Mini and two hundred dollars. 
Not worth. It was worth. I have gotten certifications because of that iPad. Hmm. Made me want to read. I have an encyclopedia, damn it. Actually, I wonder if what we're reviewing today is in said encyclopedia. I bought the the anime encyclopedia. I think it's like volume three. It is literally like 10,000 pages. Who even makes that? Um, what's her face? Uh, she's on Ancast. Uh, someone from about.com and, uh, I don't remember. Go look it up. Yeah, that was very vague. The no, someone with the, the someone. The thing and the, the. What is it called? Anime. The anime Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Amazon.com. Third revised edition. What I found interesting was the, uh, the, uh, articles that they wrote in the encyclopedia. They have one on piracy, they have one on war. Uh, <laughs> war. Like piracy internet or yeah, piracy yeah, yar? No, no, no. Internet piracy. Okay. And the effect on anime. And like, you know, wartime. Oh my god, the hardcover is like $70. It must be big. I bought the I bought the digital version. Mm. Sounds like a good time. It you could also get anime, A History by Jonathan Clements. That's what it is. John McConaughey and Helen McCarthy. Helen Keller. Being a dick. <laughs> uh, but yes. All right. Anything else, or shall we move on to uh, DVD picks? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I want one of our fans to tell me what I should watch next. Well, go on Twitter and/or this podcast, whatever works easiest. Until Zach, what to watch? There you go. Because I don't feel very motivated to watch anime recently. Oh, come on. There's lots of jobless lovable losers in anime. (laughs) I could watch uh, working and fulfill my dream of working at a restaurant. See? Wagner... God, that's such a stupid name. Wagnari. Wagnaria. (laughs) People don't know what the shit is. I just want to work in a maid cafe. Nah, you want to be one of those... You want to be one of those... uh, Indentured man servants. You at the, at, the man bar, servants. at the bar. You know the woman pays you, and you make idle chit chat and pour liquor. Oh, I do that already, so I could get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does your life become? <laughs> Unemployed. You were so promising, and then you just fell down the slope. Economics. Such a promising economics student. Don't do <laughs> economics, kids. You'll become jobless. <laughs> It was a terrible mistake. There you go. Alright, should we move on? Sure. Okay. Play the bumper. Playing the bumper. Oh, ah, hit the wrong button. Oh my god. Oh my god. We gotta play it now. It's another week and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Yeah. So. That bumper will never get old. Will it not? Nope. You're welcome. I wrote that by hand. Wow. Are you a poet? I am. I was actually part of the Dead Poet Society. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of the people at the Dead Poet Society are, there, are either. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch that movie. Neither did I. I just saw a little bit to be something called. <laughs> did anyone watch that movie anymore? Artsy people. I think maybe it's a... You know, you're forced to watch it in college. 
Hmm. I might have, but anyway, moving Andrew. on. God. It is already August 15th, 16th. Where I don't even the, know what day it is. Where has the time gone? That's all I want to know. Like this Tomorrow I gotta work. Who I know, what the fuck? Don't worry. Time oh. flies when you're Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Time does fly. And, yeah. And what oh. should you get? DVD picks. Alright, August 16th, 15th, whatever. We're looking at the 18th. Only three shows are coming out this week. And they're all re-releases. Hmm. Now, actually, That's not very exciting. <laughs> no. So, three years ago, you reviewed this show for the first time ever on the bottom. Oh my movie. god, is it time for Future Diary? It is. <laughs> that is a re-release on Blu-ray. It is. I also uh, hate the dub. I've watched it three times, and never once was it dubbed when I watched it. Oh, wow. Fun fact, it's how much I despise it. All, so, actually, the only only once out of those three was it even available dubbed. So, so I was all excited for Hayate, the Combat Butler, season one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're coming out with season one right now on Blu-ray. They're not dubbing it. It's sub only. The Animax dub will be forever lost to time. Oh, no. Uh, Animax is a uh, uh, like a pay provider of anime channel uh, in like South America and Mexico and they're all over the place. They're out in the United States, but uh, they've dubbed shows that have never gotten an actual official dub in the United States. But they're pretty horrendous. I got both seasons dubbed in Animax, and it's pretty awful. Mm. But it's still funny. I think I'm still end up, end up buying this show though, because uh, it's awesome. Uh, then we got Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works season one. So that's that's a new one, right? Yep. And then, of course, the box set, limited edition for $220. Christ. Thanks, Anaplex. And that can't be the whole... That's just the first 12 episodes, right? Yeah, season one. You know, because $200 would be too fair of a price for the whole thing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Fairy Tale Part 16. Jesus Christ. That's like the next Bleach. Yeah, I wonder what part John is on that. He likes that show. You have to ask him. We've then got... X, the exhibit anime. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> Best song. Oh yeah! Woo! Ladies versus butlers. Yeah, the complete collection on Blu-ray. Is that the fan service show? Because I always get that and yes. Black Butler confused. Yeah, Black Butler is some girly show, and Ladies versus Butlers is the man the show. Man show. See, we need John on here to review that. You know what? It looks okay. I'd watch it. It is okay, but that's that's about it. <laughs> and I think I've already actually reviewed that show. You too can find out if I review that show at bonsaibeat.com front slash reviews. <laughs> Our podcast has been reduced to people oh, being able to find out things. Yes. <laughs> actually, you can find this out if. If. No, actually, you know what it was? Now I remember. It was on my best of 2011 shows. Ah, but you didn't do that with me. Nope. I was here in late 2012. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Actually, no, 2010. I'm sorry, 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's an old show. Well, I mean, it aired in 2010, so that was your favorite of that year. Top five. Top five. I think it was number five. Um, I mean, with a girl like... 
Cernia Iori Flameheart. Yes. We're her twin tra- her twin tails. Yeah, I mean her Sundere behavior is almost as fiery as her name. Yes, exactly. Actually she has pigtails that look like drills. Exactly. Like Katamash Ojo. There you go. <laughs> go back and watch it. Yeah. Then we've got Kiami? Kamigami no Asobi? There you go. You one of my favorites. One of my... I don't know what it is. Well, I was like, what is that show? I pronounced it, but you let's did. see. I'll look it up for you. It is. Well, its English version is the same name. Okay. It's a fantasy romance shoujo harem show. All There's, right. It's like a man's harem show. Oh, no! 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 <laughs> There's so many hot guys. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Beefcakes. Rawr. Oh, God. Do they, do they put out fires and save kittens from trees while they're well, top? While they're only shirtless? if they do it with their pecs. <laughs> they walk around shirtless. Uh-huh. They wear Hawaiian shirts that are unbuttoned. Oh my god, and all of their races are, are god. They're god people. <laughs> oh, they're Hades. They're all like Loki. Wait, wait, they're all different sh- gods. So they're Norse gods, but they look like high school boys. Yes. I think you might have to go watch a show. <laughs> Is there a synopsis? I mean, it's rated higher than uh, Ladies vs. Butlers. So. Oh, man. A young high school girl named... Oh, so there's one girl. Kurosanagi Yui wakes oh. up one day in a school for gods. There, she learns that she was summoned by the god Zeus, who wants her help show wait wants her help to show the meaning of being a human to the young gods, as well as help bringing the humans and the divine worlds closer. Well, wow, man! Here I thought it was a like a boys' love with Norse gods. Well. They're not ruling that out. There just happens to be a girl character. You know, as a proxy to witness the boy love. It's a reverse harem. Mm-hmm. All right. Or is it the harem is God intended? Sure. Religious people would say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? We've got love, Chunai bow, and other delusions. Heartthrob. What is Heartthrob? Is that season two? I think so. See, I never watched season two. I enjoyed season one. I wanted one. to watch season one, but I can't fucking find it, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Vampire Hunter D. Super awesome. I think nah, released 9,000. Wow. Show has been released so many damn times. Oh, Hunter D. What is that show about? Uh, robots. What? But it says vampires. <laughs> vampire robots? Oh no! I have no idea. I would assume robots. It's rated very well. Oh wait, this is the movie. Yes. Is it only a movie? I no, it's a show as well. No, it's another movie from nineteen eighty-five. It movie because it's only twenty bucks. Yeah, they're both movies. One was in eighty-five, and one was in two thousand. Looks pretty good. Maybe it is. It gets really high ratings. So should we talk about September first as well? September? Whatever. Shut up. No, I, I really didn't know what you said. September. Oh well. See, we're not in September yet. Okay. But you make an exception. 
Yeah, I'll make an exception this one time. <laughs> we don't record Because that other least. month was really underwhelming. It is. Holy crap. Hey, Pony Canyon. Uh, we got Robot Carnival. Uh, one Piece Season 7, Part 2. <laughs> Sketchbook, Full Colors, which I reviewed. Argon Volion. Hmm. I, I, I've never even heard of that show. K-On! Season 1, and your favorite, My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu. Oh, that's another show I need to watch that just finished airing the second season of. And then for some reason, Batman Gotham Knight. Yeah, Batman, yeah. the best anime. <laughs> uh, so out of those shows, I would definitely say Future Diary, Hayate the Combat Butler, Fate Stay Night, Ladies vs. Butlers, and... You picked a lot of them. Man. My teen romantic team snafu teen. I would say sketchbook full colors. Why? Because I just looked it up and it looks all right. That That's really all it is. It's just all right? All yeah, right. Okay, do you, do you remember um, the show where they're rowing the gondola? Oh, my God. Aria, the origination. Yes. The Aria. Best show. So this is like that. I'm just thinking about rewatching that DVD. It's like you put it on, and it's like you meditate to it. You just lay down. You masturbate to it? What? That's a meditate. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that's not how I watched Aria, but (laughs) upon further review, that might have made it more enjoyable. You know, know, thinking about this, we never heard back from... uh, Nozomi. I know. They probably were disappointed in our review. You basically said you didn't even watch your your show. Well, fuck that. They gave us shitty-ass shows to watch. (laughs) Rental Magic. It's like he sells magic for a living. He fucking does. (laughs) Ah, yeah. We never ever heard back from right stuff. It was nice of them, at least, to give us some free shit. But, I mean, like, still... But it had to be suck. their free shit. Well, it couldn't of be good stuff. Well, we're not going to give us, like, here, review. $400 Fate Zero. Exactly. Right. That's what I wanted. We're a nobody. They're nobodies. <laughs> yeah. Aria the animation is for nobodies. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anything else you would enjoy? Um. No. Fair enough. I enjoy nothing. Right stuff's motto was bring money. Ranma one half. Yeah. No, that's too far ahead. You know what? I have Ranma one half. Season one sitting on my shelf. I should Do you have set seven? Because that's I don't coming. have set seven. I have to what about seasons. cute high earth defense club love? No, I only have cute high defense love hate. Uh, well, this is the second Blu-ray collection from... Pony Can. Pony Canyon. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh my God! That's the show with all the guys. That. Oh my God. Yes. I'm true. not watching enough Boys Love. Apparently, you're not. I mean, come on. Get with it. Wow, there's another Blood Hunter D coming out. Bloodlust. Mm. And there's no price for it, so it must be free. <laughs> it's infinite money. They can't put a price on it. <laughs> September 22nd. Alright, we're, we're reading too far ahead. Fine. Jerk. 
<laughs> You're going to spoil the future episodes. I am. In, in that same section, I could also talk about Wixis, my favorite show. Ooh, free. Oh, you want Ooh, free? free? Yeah. It's just like a, a lot of all-boy character shows coming out. Yes. So many. Uh, you know what I want to know? Whatever happened to Evigalian 3.33? That show wants to come out like three times already, and Funimation still hasn't released it. Yeah, I'm waiting for them all to come out so I can finally watch that show. Oh, man, number two was awesome. 2.22 was pretty fucking sweet. I just plan on watching all the movies and never the show. Gotcha. Eh, you don't miss much without watching the show. It's just a lot of filler and a lot of shit. (laughs) A lot of shit. I don't know, it's just fucking symbolism up the ass and just, uh, I don't know, the ending was fucked. The ending was so fucked, they made two more ending movies that I haven't bothered watching because the ending of it just scarred me and I was like, done. <laughs> it scarred you for life. It has. Alright. Well, do you want to review first? Do you want me to review first? Uh, You can review first. I have to prepare myself. Okay. Fair enough. So, Tower of Draga Season 1. You can get it in a save bundle uh, or the complete collection. So it was really weird because I bought it on DVD and it came on like four discs. And I thought, you know, they, they marketed it as, oh, 24 episodes, complete show, da 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 No, it was actually two distinct seasons. Mm-hmm. So... The first one was called, like, Tower of Draga Sword of Uruk. And then the second one was, like, Tower of Draga something or another. They had, like, you know, these names. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I always thought Tower of Draga was just just Tower of Draga. That's it. So. Sword Art Online has ruined me. (laughs) So, anytime I watch a fantasy anime setting... Uh, for me, I always think, oh, they're trapped in a game. Well, they they weren't. Just because sword art has made you expect that. Exactly. So, for the first episode, I'm thinking, holy shit, when 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 is the review coming that they're trapped in a game? <laughs> oh no, they're really in fantasy olden times. Mm. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't for Tower Draga. It was indeed based in olden times. Uh, the past before technology and those type of things that were there. Um, yeah, so, you know, swords and dragons and shit. And towers. And towers. Of Draga. Yep. Produced by Gonzo, and from what I can tell, one of the last shows that anyone seems to think were good before they went bankrupt and now pretty much are stuck doing side work for other studios. Yeah, I didn't know this. Me either. I thought Gonzo was still alive and well, but no. I remember seeing, was it the beginning of Soul Eater? That they'd have their little Gonzo symbol thing. Yeah. You're right. Gonzo did uh, Soul Eater. Uh Uh-huh. They did not do Soul Eater not. Good Uh, thing. No one wants to be associated with that garbage. There you go. Tower of Draga, the Aegis of... The Aegis of Uruk, that's the first season, tells a story of several climbers who are climbing a tower 
that holds the secret blue rod that can grant any <laughs> wish. Blue rod. It's a blue rod. It can grant any wish. Yeah. That thing. So, yeah. Uh, it, it is once said that the Gilgamesh, the current ruler of the village of Meskia, so Gilgamesh is real. Um, he is. He is indeed real. He conquered the same tower, but now in, or a similar tower, but now a new one stands, filled with beasts who want nothing more than to kill you. Oh no, not beasts! I know beasts. <laughs> Literally, the show says, "quote unquote," every couple of years, the summer of Anu arrives when the beasts are weaker. So people can actually go into the tower and fight them. They don't even say, like, every five years. It's like, eh, every few years. <laughs> Fucking, they're, they're just, you know, spot on. Every once in a while. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. They uh, get weaker, and they try to go to the top of the tower. So, So, Jill, like, these beasts oh, are guarding the tower, but yes. no one knows why. It, but then well, occasionally the beasts are weak, and you try to get to the top of it? Yes, and then you gotta, you gotta defeat the uh, monster. The monster, or are there are multiple monsters? The monster. There's one big monster I'll tell you about. Okay. So, the main character's name is Jill. <laughs> J-I-L. Okay. The happy-go-lucky, I-want-to-protect-everybody main character. Oh, yeah. We meet well, being kicked out of his brother, his older brother's guild, because he sucks and has told the entire show that he doesn't have what it takes to be a climber. I see why you thought this was in a game. Is the tower like sword art? They have guilds. The exactly. Fantasy setting. Yep. <laughs> um, eventually, he joins up with four other people to form a climbing party. Jill is a swordsman. Then there is uh, Ami. Who is a warrior lancer? Kaya, she's an oracle, and Melt, who is a magician. Melt, that's a good Melt, name for a magician. Uh, <laughs> if I ever play an MMO, I'm gonna name my mage Melt. There you go. And my favorite character uh, was Koopa. Koopa. Oh, sorry. Uh, Melt, the magician, was my favorite character. I don't know why I said Koopa. Uh, Koopa's not the favorite. The way I wrote it was kind of fucked. Um, no, she was not my favorite. But uh, Mel was my favorite. He was just awesome. Uh, and finally, there's Koopa, who's like 12 or something, and whose family has been serving Melt's family for generations. So she is pretty much like an indentured servant, but she's there on her own free will. Hmm. I don't know, it's weird. She's also the group's cook. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail. But what about what about Kaya? Kaya, she is an oracle. Um, and she pretty much uh, is looking for a swordsman and finds Jill. Is so, that the swordsman she was looking for? Yes. So, <laughs> yep, success. That's about it. That's really about it. I'll get into more of them. Okay. So, uh, essentially Jill's older brother is named Neba, who doesn't believe in him, uh, and his group of four people who we kind of meet in the first part of the first episode. Um, but the only person you seem to remember is Neba, or the girl named Patina. Um, Neba Patina. Exactly. 
So there's there really two characters. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I wrote this before watching season two. Mm-hmm. So season two focuses a lot more on the side characters that you really don't get a good feel in season one. Like Neba. Like Neba, exactly. And Patina, especially. She was a very big focal point in season two. Mm. But so, I mean, like, I'll be honest, like I said, I wrote this before watching season two. So my views are now, you know, kind of tainted. Different. Yes. The end goal for everything is for your team to make it to the final floor, floor number 60, and defeat Duraga. This huge spider-looking thing. And then the person who killed Draga gets to make a wish come true. But everybody else on the team is pretty much screwed. Unless they wish for something that can be split amongst them, which they say pretty much oftentimes is money. So it's not told in the very beginning of the show. All they know is, oh, there's there's a rod... That, you know, many people travel and die for, that they want to get. And a lot of times, the guilds will say, oh, we're doing it for money. So, um, you know, I want, you know, a trillion, I don't know, whatever they have. Pesos. Pesos, exactly. They have pesos in Mescia. <laughs> I, I forget. Guild, no, they call it Gilda. Of course. Yes. Like any games, it's some variation of gil or gold. <laughs> exactly. So they had 300 Gilda. But, uh, yeah, so... You know, like me, Neba's party is. Oh yeah, we're we're going up there for gold. We're gonna get rich. In reality, Neba has other plans. Because he's a dirty he's, he's a cheat. He is. But so yeah, early on, like they don't even tell you like, you know what's going on. They're just like, oh, you go up there and get the rod, and a wish comes true. Later during the during the show, they explain. No, only one person. So gets, even though your party kills it together, who gets to do the wish? Um, they didn't do a very good job of explaining it, but like I just <laughs> said, I think it's the person who kills. Technically, they all played a role in killing it. It's yeah, like the yeah. final blow. But I think it's the person who does the final blow, because like, well, I mean, what happens? What happens in this case is the. Droga gets defeated, but somebody else who isn't even on the team gets the orb and makes their wish. Huh. Well, not not really. Not true, but I'll explain it in the end. Well, good, because this show sounds kind of interesting. It yeah. was almost spoiled. Um, so, I mean, like, they didn't do a very good job of explaining that part of, like, who ultimately gets it. Like, everyone kind of thought Jill was going to get it, but then, like, other people... We're like, well, no, I have my reasons, and you know, well, you know, one of the big things near the end of the show, for season one at least, was, you know, what are you, why are you climbing? Everybody has a reason to climb, and Jill's was, well, I want to protect everybody. I want to protect everybody, you know, blah, blah. and everyone's like, you're stupid, <laughs> you know. But he was one of those characters, like, oh, he saw Neba and his team fighting one of the bad guys, and. He risks his life to jump over there and help him. And his brother is like, are you fucking retarded? Uh, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> why did you save me? Exactly. Oh, pretty much. He's like, why did you save me? Like, we're all here risking our lives for something. And you helping me doesn't help your team or yourself. You're an idiot. But they're brothers. 
That didn't matter. Apparently. That didn't. No. <laughs> he was like, "Fuck off." <clears throat> so yeah, they they didn't explain it very well on that part. Of I mean, ultimately in the end, um, doesn't matter. At least in the end of season one. It's like the ring. One person's gonna keep it and screw everyone over. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, the way they explained it though was, a lot of times people form guilds or climbing parties or whatever you want to call them, and they'll go, "I want money," and then they'll go and get the rod and ask for money. But nobody mm-hmm. had done that because everyone got killed or didn't ah, make it to the top. So no one's gotten a chance to kill Jiraiya. Yeah. Does yeah, he go was... away forever once he's dead? No. <gasps> it's even weaker for it. So I'll explain it after. The Infinite wishes. <laughs> exactly. It's a wish farm. Exactly. The show tries to start off as being a comedy by having Jill portray a super overpowered character who easily walks through the tower and kills the Guardian uh, and then kills Draga. So it's kind of funny. It's like he'll like walk through and be like, hey, I'm Jill. And I'm and I, he's like, I met the, the, the princess and we had sex and she told me to protect her but now I gotta go to the tower and King Gilgamesh gave me a sword personally and told me to do a good job and then like he walked through the floors easily like killing everyone and like then there was like a bad guy and he'd be like Jill I'm really actually fighting you because of this and then he'd get killed and he'd be like Jill would be like no you bastard he was gonna go home and get married <laughs> and then, like, the, the, the character would get killed. So he's like, I'll avenge you! The, you know, for the bad guy. And then, like, another bad guy would show up. And he's like, Jill, I should be telling you this. But after I kill you and get the reward, I'm gonna go home and get married and start a bakery. <laughs> and he's like, and then he gets killed. And he's like, No, you bastard! He was gonna go home and get a bakery and then be a firefighter. And he's like, What? What are you talking about? Like, you know, it's hilarious. Because like it took a little bit to, to pick up. This is on, just though. the first episode. This is just the first episode. It really throws you for a loop. You're like, what is this show? Exactly. At first, I was like, what, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> um, you know, because it was kind of funny. And then he gets to Duraga. Duraga is like this tiny little ant-like looking thing. And then like <laughs> the girl, like he's traveling with, and the car, and the right before they go to Duraga, they're like, we can run away. We can be together. And you know, I love you. <laughs> This show sounds great. Yeah, well, then he wakes up as he's being kicked out of the guild. In reality, he was knocked out and pretty much almost killed this entire team. Oh, well, he's kind of shit then. He's yeah, not actually yeah, good. Exactly. He sucks. He <laughs> sucks. Um, oh. Um, he gets his wish, and it's pretty funny uh, and, a, and a treat, as I didn't really know where to land. I didn't really know where the show was going to land in terms of enjoyment. It starts off great, but eventually we find out Jill fainted, and it was all a dream. And he really sucks, and he's determined. God damn it. He's determined to suck. He's determined to prove everybody wrong. But, uh, yeah, it was an interesting first episode. Did you watch this in English? I did. You can watch it on YouTube. Because you can. I, I, that's what I found out after the fact. I was kind of pissed. I was like, what the fuck did I buy this? <laughs> watch it for free after you, you pay for, for free it. on YouTube from Funimation. The show then flip-flops from trying to be serious. For example, episode two is about an assassination attempt on King Gilgamesh. And Neba is involved. And Jill's party gets involved. And I think it was an opportunity 
to give the characters screen time, or the new characters screen time, but nothing ever resolved. It just left it alone to never be brought up again. Hmm. Um, which isn't true, but it's never really... It wasn't until after the fact that I kind of put two and two together. So it made sense, but like in the grand scheme of things, it didn't make sense. Like, it was kind of a weird subplot that was only one episode long. And like mm-hmm. I said, nothing really came of it. But it makes more sense as the show goes along. And it was one of those things that and when I wrote this show, I didn't get it until I watched season two. Because season two, they hit you over the head with why there was assassination attempt and stuff. So, um, they didn't really explain it very well in season one. And it seems really stupid at first because you're like, WTF. Uh, and then it kind of just goes away as a plot point. And then it didn't ever really be brought up, but it kind of makes sense in the long run. Um, the season is 12 episodes and things move fast. The show tries to maintain seriousness and comedy. Melt is a comic relief and always saying off-the-wall stuff or embellishing his abilities to only have Koopa bring his ego back in check. But in part... uh, But in that part uh, of the problem, it gets old. And the show tries to be serious and then comedy the next episode. It doesn't pay off. For example, one episode, they stop in these halls which are traps that make different things happen. Um, oh, sorry, they step. Uh, so, uh, part of this tower, like this floor, had these like different colored balls on the floor. Mm-hmm. And when they stepped on them, different things would happen. So, like, they all turn into an animal cosplay, or the girls turn into boys, and boys turn into girls, and the boys have boobs! Oh my god! Already, <laughs> you know... Yeah. There are numerous video game references about 8-bit maze games and even makeshift arcade. There's even... Oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> so one of the things are like, hey, here's a secret thing that we can go get and nothing, no one really seems to know about it. It turns into a makeshift arcade complete with ramen and a snack bar. Hmm. And they literally get a stack of coins and Joe gets port- imported into this game and and um, um, the Oracle, uh, what's her face? I just said not too long ago. <laughs> my great, my great memory here. Oracle girl. Exactly. Um, Known as not Koopa. No. Kaya. Kaya. Thank you. Yes, Kaya. I don't know why that name's so hard to remember. She literally plays this game, moving. Jill around screen. It's literally a video game version of Tower of Draga, which <laughs> in the DVD extras of this show was actually a goddamn video game in real life in the arcade. Wow. So yes. meta. So it's super meta. <laughs> I gotta watch this show just because the main voice actor in English is the same guy that does Ling. Well, he does a lot of things, but yeah, Ling in Full Metal. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. I like his high-pitched voice. <laughs> All right, but I digress. The show tries to focus on the party and the struggles, uh, but everything moves so fast, like literally. Uh, the tower is explained 
uh, in full. Like, they break it out, and they're like, okay, there's 60 floors, and this and that, and it's a quick little two-minute cutscene, and that's really about it. Mm-hmm. Every episode, they move up fast, the tower, and they almost get to the top. Uh, sorry, they almost get to the point of telling you where they are, just to focus on the events. And before you know it, they're at the top of the fighting draga. So, like, I kind of look back as my only show like this I can think of is Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. Granted, that show was 24 episodes in one season. So they also they, don't make it to the top. Well, uh. there you go on that, too. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, like, it's the only other show I could think of that, you know, kind of fit the same kind of narrative of, oh, we're trying to get to the, the end point through a tower structure, um, floor structure, I should say. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just, like, plowing through this like nobody's business. And they didn't even tell you what tower. They were just like, oh, we're on floor number blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's the springs. The hot springs. Or the maze. Or the, the whatever. <laughs> you know, just whatever to get to, through that episode. You know, like there was an episode where they all got split up. And there was like mirrors and stuff like that. And hidden passages. That it's a Bruce Lee reference. <laughs> I guess. The house of mirrors. Exactly. So. Wait, so is it just a lot of filler, or is there actually a story during those parts? Well, that's a thing. Like, there's I feel story, like it gets played the, out after that many episodes. Yeah, like, there was, like, one where, you know, there uh, was a dragon or something blocking the path. And part one of the people who came are there is an entire army. And the, almost the entire army gets wiped out. But Joe can kill the dragon. <laughs> you know, but it's a matter of him finding people to do it, and... And they have the characters do it, and they, you know, it was like, that was the whole episode, was them getting stopped by the dragon, and then Jill going, we need to get past the dragon, oh my god, oh, let's go recruit people and lie to them about, you know, the dragon scales are, you know, used in makeup, and, and, <laughs> and you know, oh, they're worth lots of money, and this, you know, playing to people's reasons of why they're going up the, you know, tower. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, that's, that's an episode, for example. Um, you know. And then after that, it was, oh my god, Jill the Dragon Slayer, oh. But, you know, it was pretty obvious how to kill the dragon, if you're watching. Um, anyway. Like all dragons, he has a weak exactly. point in his exactly. armor. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I didn't care for this as yet. We saw character development, but they put so much weight early on the show about how dangerous the climb would be and everyone in the group except for uh, Ami had experience in the tower so yet these guys are plowing right through uh, until we watch episode where they get stuck or random events occur you know that was one of my things too where like early on in one of the episodes they're like so we barely made it through the first part in the first floor they nearly died like three times but yet you know in sequential episodes they're just plowing right through shit and you know, I don't know. I just kind of felt like the tower itself took a back seat. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Joe's a classic main character who has hidden talents that only come out one little at a you know one out a little at a time. Uh, and then they run on top, where they have a really stupid backstory about how he wants to protect everybody. And honestly, I'm really really tired of those domain characters. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. Uh, um, 
with the archetype and overdone and tired. Okay, so basically, I, I was saying like, um, oh, I am saying, uh, you know, I'm just I'm sick of the fucking like, I'm nobody special and yet I can do your awesome things, and I, and, I, and I understand why they do that because like, a lot of people in real life don't have extraordinary talents and they want to be like, oh, this could be you. You could be Jill in the story. Well, I kill dragons on the rig. There you go. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess whole fucking character was so... Generic. Generic. I want to protect everybody because my father was... The, the greater story that comes out was like his father like was in the army and he ran away scared and then found the kids and then he was killed not too long after that. Or some shit. So everyone thought he was a traitor and a coward. Or, no, that was a coward. So, um, well, Neba got like a backbone and stuff. Jill was always like, um, you know, oh, I'm gonna right the wrong and restore my father's name and this and that. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally, he's asked during the show, he's like, oh, what are you wishing for? I want to protect, I want to be a shield. I want to protect everybody. And that's his main weapon, is a shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's one of these, just, I'm just so tired. Of these fucking archetypes that are just, yeah. just so generic and, like, lame. Like Kirito and Sword Art. Yeah, pretty much. Although, Although I, like I was impressed for a while, they gave him PTSD, but then his PTSD fueled him to be even more powerful. Exactly. <laughs> Which made no sense, but okay. I mean, I would almost say, though, they gave Kirito more of a, like, reason and a sense of, like, he felt more real than Jill does. That's true. He had reasons for being good. And, um, also, yeah, I hate that archetype, too. John loves it. Like, if you can watch a harem-type show with one, uh, with a whole bunch of girls, right, and one overpowered main character, that's his favorite type. Well, I mean, like, you each lo- their own. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, like, harems just live and die on the fact that, you're like, oh, you're gonna pick the girl you like, and then you're gonna like her, and this and that. I mean, that's fine. I have no problem with harems. Like... Yeah, oftentimes, uh, I mean, it does get kind of old. You know, oh, the main character is so fucking dense. You can't see that the girl likes him, and she's practically showing her cooch right in your face. And, oh, I don't want to watch doing this. I just don't get girls. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I mean, even the thing of, like... Yep, that's the show I'm about to read. Even the thing of, like, oh, my God, I just walked in on the girl, and, oh, my God, I, I might have saw her boob or something. Oh, I'm so, uh, oh, my God. Or, or the best oh. one is, hey, I'm being hit on, and... Uh, this shouldn't happen, so I'm gonna yell and scream like a little girl. <laughs> yeah, those show, those are the characters I hate. We're like, oh no, we're gonna do sexual things, and oh my god. I just, I don't know. It's so, <laughs> so He's fed up. up. I am, I'm fed up, damn it. Uh, no, but I mean, I, I hated Jill as a character. Um, he's just so fucking just <laughs> one-dimensional. Hopefully, Neva kills him at that. But yet, every character in the show was like, "Oh, Jill is so great!" Oh, because he's the main character. He's powerful, exactly. and he's a good guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, the show looks nice, and there is a character development, but it all seems to come in the last two episodes, where all kinds of things, such as feelings for each other, and other, were you know, basically, uh, they're getting ready to fight Draga. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh my god, I love you, and oh, we've been so through so much together in this time. Oh, don't die. You know, like, just stupid bullshit like that. 
they were mm-hmm. revealed and things of that nature. And also to be focused, and it felt like it was all added to uh, make you feel like there was any kind of tension during the last fight. And it doesn't pay off. It felt unnatural. Like, they literally just came out of nowhere. Like, Kaya kisses Jill. And all we know that is Kaya believes in Jill because Jill promised to take her to the top and she got to the top. And he's, she's grateful and, you know, Neba's asked her, like, why do you like Jill, you know, this or that. Because um, he's the best. Yeah, and pretty much she's just like, oh, well, he keeps his promises and... If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And he's so naive, but yet, you know, he makes the impossible happen. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but then there were, like, other characters who reveals of for feelings for each other. But it just felt so weird because, like, nowhere out the show where, like, anything like this is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So, the voice acting was awesome. But if you've watched a lot of Funimation uh, dubs, you'll know that many of the voice actors from other shows. So, uh, Koopa, Patina, Ami, and finally Meld all stood out for me. Koopa is played by Monica Ray, who has a high-pitched girl voice. And I've actually grabbed some clips of these voice actors, because I think once you hear them, you'll be like, oh, they're in this show and that show and the other show. So, here's a couple clips. I'll explain who each person is before I play it. Thank you for saving me. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Koopa. What is this world coming to where a girl can't even go grocery shopping for her master without a demon falling on top of her? And you wouldn't even believe how much I just bought! Salt, garlic, dried meats, red-dropped potatoes, a whole month's worth of food, and now it's all soaked in slime and gross! Can you believe that? Uh... Yeah, that's pretty terrible. But it would have been much worse if you hadn't have saved me. It's so good to know there's still some kind people out there, especially in this city. So, and yeah, that voice is probably very, very noticeable. Like, Yeah, I think Jill's is too. I didn't do it Jill's, just because... Actually, no, I think I did. Uh, well, I'll get to it. Um, no, I did not, actually. Jill just seemed like every other character I've ever heard. I mean... <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I, I could name three different shows that freaking... Mo- you know, Monica Ray's in a ton of shows. Mm-hmm. So, but I was like, oh my god, it's her. God damn it. Um, so, Patina is played by Jamie Murchie. Did you say your name? Who always sounds like a valley girl to me. Most of the time. <laughs> she does. A lot of her roles, uh, here she's playing Panny, and Panny and Stocking, and Monica Ray is actually playing Stocking in this clip, so it's actually kind of funny to hear them in a different different show. I didn't want to just take them from, you know, this show. God damn it! Not here! Not here! Not here! No! My hangover is saying you're too fucking loud. I mean, unless you're, like, missing your period. That would suck. My pudding is gone, you twat! Pudding! It's special ordered from heaven and has a 500-year waiting list! Damn it! That pudding is legendary! And? Oh my god, you ate it, didn't you? Ah. Uh-huh. Don't ah uh-huh me! It was either you or Chuck! Uh, why would you just assume it was me? What? I'm not assuming, I know it was you! Oh, wait, you're talking about pudding, right? Yeah, I guess I did eat that, but it was disgusting. Sugary as shit! <laughs> 
Mother bitch, I knew it! Hurting panty, you knew it was gonna be sweet! What the crap! Okay, you need to relax, Chica. It's called pudding, not the end of the world. So, yeah, like... I don't know, I always... <laughs> That's a show I haven't seen. Panty stockings is fucking crazy. I own it. And... It's fucking crazy. Um... Yeah, it's like... I don't know, I can't explain it. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, so... It must be the same voice as, uh... Rhea Scrammarine in DXD. Probably could it be. sounds the same. Yeah. So, the next character uh, was Ami. So, I know her recently. Uh, well, I know recently from watching Assassination Classroom. Uh, where, Ma, where Brianna, what's her name? Brianna? Policia? I, I can't say her last name. <laughs> Palacina? She played the lead character named Nagisa who is a boy in the show she sounds very boyish but there's a little bit of girl in her voice um like literally as soon as I started watching this I was like holy shit it's Nagisa from Assassination Classroom I think maybe both of you are being a little over dramatic about all this you look exactly the same as you did last year not that it's any of your business but just because my breasts grow slower than yours doesn't mean they won't grow. Hey, I'm a guy. I don't have breasts that grow at all. Oh, whatever. I know you're just saying that. It's a freaking milkshake factory in there, and my girls are shriveling up and falling off. It's nice that you were born curvy, but you need to be way more sensitive. Huh. Remember that time I told you I was a guy? Well, it's still true. Seriously, what the heck is wrong with the two of you today? So, can you name the show where that was from? Mm, Baka and Tess. Yes. Yeah, great show. So, you also played... Hideyoshi. She also played Hideyoshi. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rewatch that. That show's hilarious. Yes. So finally, there's Melt, a fun character played by Chuck Huber, um, who, like, to me, like, character of the show. And I think his voice acting was, like, the best mm. throughout the show. So, Chuck Huber. Hey, these are sea peppers here. Koopa, come on, just how many times do I have to tell you that this kind of pepper... Is the kind you really, really hate, my lord. <laughs> Boy, are there a lot of them going right in here. Oh, why, that's something you know I hate. Because sea peppers are just so very good for you. I won't eat them and that's final. Just looking at them makes me want to puke. But I think they're tasty. Besides that, they're always in our food, aren't they? They are not. Slave away every day finding ways to get you to eat them. Cutting them into tiny pieces, for example, or mashing them. I found many different techniques that work. Koopa, you little sneak. You may talk like a gourmet, but your palate isn't really all that discriminating, you know. I'm not going to listen to this from a girl who likes sea peppers. <laughs> so yeah, like... Sea peppers. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, it was awesome. So, he's, like, uh, he's... He's something... Frankenstein yes. in Soul Eater. There you go. Um, all in all, this wasn't a bad show outside of Jill, the main characters. <laughs> uh, the main characters are okay. I have the show... I'm oh, sorry, I gave this... Man, I can't type. I gave the show a 6 out of 10 because it was easy to get it through and the episodes were quick and uh, literally at no time was I like, oh man, I'm bored. This is boring. I'm checking, you know, checking my watch. Like, you know, I flew through the first season in a day and a you know, two sittings. Mm-hmm. So, um, I never felt bored and, you know, somebody just wanted me to keep watching an episode or wanting to watch an episode, so that, that was good. Um, I just felt like the plot was a bit thin 
and there could have been more uh, to the tower and the uh, survival aspect of the show that was lacking so like it was a quick show to get through I mean it was, like I wanted to go back and watch it so it wasn't like I was like dreading to watch it mm-hmm. was the first half or the second half better uh probably the second hmm other than the stuff they try to throw in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, wait, the show should have had romance. Quick, put it in. Oh, no, no, oh, I'm sorry. I see what you meant. I'm sorry, I was thinking season one or season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say... <sighs> that's a tough one. Because you about after the third episode, like, it all kind of just feels like... The same. The same until they get yeah. to, like, the last two episodes where they're fighting Draga and stuff. In the mm-hmm. events that set up season two occur, I would probably say the first because the first episode was really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, any other questions? Uh, no. You you went thoroughly on that review. Well, I'm glad I did. <laughs> so yeah, that's Tower Draga season one, uh, Tower Draga season two. Review next episode, and I will be spoiling season one. So if you want to watch it now, um, you know, we record every two weeks. So yeah, Um, you know, definitely it's 12 episodes. You can watch it for free. I was actually surprised. You can watch it for free on YouTube complete, I think. Um, Funimation put all the episodes up there. So, and uh, the DVD itself is like a steal. I paid 25 bucks for it. It's going for like about the same price on uh, right stuff. And it's actually kind of funny. The save edition is more expensive than the complete collection. <laughs> so much for saving. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, mm. how to train a boring girlfriend. Okay. Saikano and then how to raise a boring girlfriend. I guess the Japanese title is Sanai Heroin no Sodekata. But anyway, so this is a show based on a light novel that is still airing. So as of finishing the show, it's not over. Wait, you mean the light novel is still being written? Written, but the show is done airing. Gotcha. So there's going to be another season eventually, I'm assuming, because they really left it off. But now that that's out of the way... So this show, How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend, is not about that. Or, I mean, if it is, I didn't get it. So... It's about this main character named Aki. Well, I always forget. Yeah, his name's Aki, but everyone calls him Tomo because his last name's Tomoya. And then a whole bunch of girl characters. Yeah. So this the show started strange. It started with episode zero. So it's twelve episodes, That's but episode really in the hot tub, it's, right? Huh? They're in the hot tub. Talking mm-hmm. about yeah, they're in the hot springs thing. So in the first. Episode zero, all of the people are together. It's like the six, five, five, six, five. Five <laughs> girls and him. <laughs> I always forget how many characters are in this show. So there's five girls and him, and their quest, or his quest, is to make the best visual novel ever. So the main character is the total nerd stereotype guy. But all these girls like him, so I don't know if that's a played out trope, but it was okay. And so they all start together, and this is where it was confusing. It's like all the characters are together, and then suddenly he doesn't, he knows them, of them, but none of them are talking in the first episode. 
So the first episode is where the story actually starts. And it all begins where he sees this girl named Kato on top of a hill. And her hat, like, she's wearing a beret and it, like, flies off in the breeze. And you know how Japan has all those roads that are, like, essentially just up the sides of mountains? Yes. It, like, rolls down the side of the road and, and lands at his feet. Breezes. Mm-hmm. Japan, the windy, the windy country. Right, yeah, and on top of a hill. So he picks up the hat and, like, looks up and he sees this girl who's really pretty or whatever in the wind with the blossoms. It was, like, the stereotype. She's kawaii, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> the stereotype, like, uh, visual novel scene that inspired him to make a game. So he runs up to her and is like, um, I just got the best vision for a game because he's, like, a total nerd. He's like, but would you be the main heroine? And she's like, heroin? What does that mean? And her character is very much the super boring, monotone girl character. So he's, like, all set to make this game, but then realizes his her, like, real personality is completely flat. So he, he seeks out to, like, change her personality into something that's main heroin-worthy. And, um... Well, that's how he sets out making his game, and he doesn't actually have any skills. What does she look like? Um, like small. She doesn't. She doesn't have any defining features. I think that's the point. Okay, fair enough. She's like short, brown hair, flat chest, average height. Like nothing is special about her. But then she just like goes along with it because she says she has nothing better to do. So then they don't see each other for a while, but then he realizes she goes to the same school. So now he has to assemble a group of people that can make the game. And the first girl he talks to is his childhood friend character, who's also the tsundere. It's so much easier to just describe the show in in, uh, tropes rather than actual plot, because the best part are the characters. So Eriri, I don't know why her name is that. Like Sometimes she's called Eri, like E-R-I, but then her actual name is E-R-I-R-I. Eerie. But she's half British, half Japanese, so she's a blonde girl. Why. She's the blonde girl, uh, Twin Tails. Oh, yep. Wait, she's, uh, how was she a childhood friend then? And she was like in British all the time. Then she go fly back and forth to Europe, to England? Well, her dad's like a rich business guy from Britain, but he moved there and married her mom. So she's like, she never. Fuck you, I'm going. Fuck you, dad, I'm moving to Japan. Like, fine. <laughs> the fuck out of this house. Well, no, she never lived in England. Her dad just came there before she was born and lived in Japan and married her mom and had her. Oh, while in Japan. Right. He was oh, forever in Japan okay. her whole life. I thought, he started like, in he England. He was Japanese and went to England and then found some woman and married her. No, no. And then she was like, fuck you, dad. I'm going to Japan. No, her dad's English because uh, they had to give... Like, have a reason why she was so wealthy. Because <laughs> all British people are full of, full of pounds. She lives in, like, a castle. But but anyway, she's super tsundere, and she she has, like, a secret hobby. She draws, like, a hentai. Oh. So he knows all these people's identities because he's, like, the super nerd. So he goes about assembling all these girls that uh, try to act like they don't have the hobby. But initially, everyone rejects them. So she, other than Kato, who has nothing better to do, the girl he like childhood friends with is like, I know you draw hentai or whatever. Now, can you come draw for my visual novel? And she's like, No. 
And she just tells him no because she makes enough money selling it, like the fair stuff. The the Dojin circles. Yep, Comicat. They just had one. Comicat 88. Right, yeah. So she was talking in the show about selling at the summer Comicat. And then their game is supposed to be done by winter. But where I made it to, it was still fall. So they're in between the two. Um, But there's only 12 episodes out. So anyway, (laughs) then the third girl character is Udaha. And she's very popular girl, student council president. She's like not soon to a childhood friend, but very much the role model girl character. And but she's a famous uh, writer who has like a pen name, so no one knows it's her except this guy. So he tries to convince her, and that she says no. But then, in true anime fashion, all these girls are interested in him somewhat. Uh, they're known collectively, minus Kato, as like the three legends of their school because they all are like somewhat popular, but also have the super nerd hobby. So they're essentially like the three most talked about students, and the two girls end up liking them. So they eventually join, and then it's I don't know. It was enjoyable because the characters were interesting. I don't really care about them making the game, and I feel like the show realized that. They're just trying to build like the relationships between the characters, and the girls try to convince him to like them in different ways. And But then there's two more girls, but they get introduced later, which is why I took the brief pause. Because for a while, there's just like the few episodes of feud between the childhood twin tail friend and Udaha, because they both like them, and they're both going to help. But neither one of them knew that they were going to be helping, or that each other would be helping them. So then, there's his uh, student in junior high. I forget how this girl knows him, but she also draws. And there's probably the best episode is where he helps this girl sell her stuff at Comic Cat. And Aerie gets upset because she's also an artist and he seems all gung-ho about selling this stuff, but not hers. So that's probably the best episode because um, they have the best exchange of dialogue between the Sundere character and the main character. Um, they grew up and played like this visual novel. I forget what the name of it is. Okay. But basically they have like an argument similar to in the game and you learned about the game in previous episodes. And then they have this really uh, really passionately delivered dialogue for her character. She's normally the Sundere, but like... They have her in tears, and the voice actress did a really good job. And then later, at the end of the episode, he wins her back by playing the same, like, type of role as in the visual novel. Like, the very Romeo and Juliet, he, like, appears on his, her balcony, and her rich father's having, like, a party she's forced to attend to, and they run away from it. And then they discuss further, like, at this park, the Starlit Park. So, that episode was just really good, because it was, like, almost a standalone plot. And I also like that character, so... So that was probably the best episode. And then you have the final girl that's introduced in episode 9 out of 12. So you can tell they're not done with the show because uh, episode 0 introduces them all. But really, the first season is just setting them all up. They're not even close to making the game. So the last one is Tomoya's cousin, who is this girl that's like good at every sport. But she ends up playing in a band. So she's going to do the music for the show. But she's really resistant to do the music. She hates anime and otaku stuff. <laughs> so she's like, no, I'm not going to join your nerd friends and doing whatever. But then what's funny is she's in this band that does nothing but anime cover songs, but she didn't watch any, so she never knew that was true. 
So when he, he agrees to become the manager of her band because she doesn't have one, if in return she does the song for his game. So she agrees, but then the band members are like, well, actually, you're doing anime songs the whole time. We just didn't have the heart to tell you because every time we mention anime, you get all upset and leave. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he was so, like, wanting her to do the visual novel music because he's like, this is so fitting to different anime things. Where'd you learn how to write this type of music? And she's like, oh, I just play songs with my band. <laughs> <laughs> so and that was uh, Michiru, or Michi. The other girl that drew also was Izumi, which... Didn't actually have an appearance other than one episode. Hmm. So I don't know. She's, I guess she's not going to be part of the game. Oh. And um, so all the while, the best parts were one, the episode I named, and two, the how to raise a boring girlfriend must be the interactions between Aki and Kato because he's like tr- making her play the games and like have more of a personality <laughs> and do different things with them. And that's all right. I mean, I think the monotone cute girl is kind of played out very much hentai prince and the stony cat type. Mm-hmm. Tsukiko, uh, that was sort of her archetype. But uh, just all the interactions of the characters were fun. The art style was good. Uh, this art style had like a weird feet slash thigh fetish in, in terms of camera angles. I swear 80% of the fan service shots... They wouldn't do any panty shots or anything, but would just be, like, the character's feet or thighs, like, panned up to the edge of their skirt. And, like, the animation was really good, so it looked okay, but I just thought it was weird. It's, like, every scene would start, like, on the floor and, like, move up half of their leg and then pan out to, like, the whole shot. You'd never, like, go up a full character. And even the intro song is just a whole bunch of shots of them, like, rocking back and forth on their feet. It's really weird. Weird, yeah. It's like whoever did the camera or art direction was real obsessed with their feet. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just, are there questions further of that? No. Um, what's kind of funny is there's, there's a hentai that almost follows a similar plot. I can't find the name of it. But it's like this guy who wants to create a visual novel. The only thing is he has sex with all the girls in this one. So you want to play H? No, no. This is actual uh-huh. real hentai. Okay. Where, like, the studio run by women, uh, they're making a visual novel, <laughs> and they end up having like sex with like the intern who's a guy, and I don't know. It just reminds me a lot of that. Well, there's none of that. I don't know. It was good. It was. Um, I don't know. They say it's etchy fan service show but there's not there's not really any of that i just thought it was or maybe i'm becoming more immune to it like john but and it's also harem i don't know it labels this a lot of things that eh, i'd say it was mostly comedy and slice of life all the characters were interesting and like you wanted the guy to be successful in making his game so okay so you said you know they left a big wide open like gap for season two is there any payoff to that in the in the first season? Or yeah, it... so they finally convert the last member they need, the music girl, right? That's how they win her over in like the last episode for the band mm-hmm. when she performs. So then they have them all sitting around. Uh... Actually, it just ends. So I'm like, oh, that sucks. There is no payoff. Like, uh, she completes her song, agrees to do it, and they sh- like hug or whatever. And then um, 
the credits start. I'm like, well, I mean, it's, maybe there's something after. So I wait until the end of the credits, and they're all sitting around the coffee table in his room talking about the game. And he's like, so we finally did it. It's finally done. And, like, everyone's relieved, and, like, the girls, like, flop on the bed, and one girl cheers or whatever. But then he's like, he, like, pauses after he says, finally done. He's like, with Route 1. <laughs> <laughs> And like they have the schedule on the board on their whiteboard, and it's like route one, and then up to five routes question mark, and then winter comic hit date, and it's like two months away. So damn, they would hurry. That's up. how they end it. Yeah, it took them like three months to even assemble the group and do one part. So obviously, each character has their archetype and all that, and mm-hmm. it really sounds kind of hairmish, but I know it's not. But yeah, I guess they're all sounds... buying for his love interest. So they are. But they're well, yeah. But they're being they're being they dance around the subject, so they never obviously are honest with each other because that would reveal their intentions. Yeah, and they're also not honest with him because harem show. If they were both full out honest, it wouldn't be a harem; it'd be one on one, right? Yep. And um, so in the last episode, the Twin Tails girl asked Kato, like, "Why are you doing this? You don't have any skill for the game. You're just some boring girl that like he decided to make the main heroine, and like she doesn't answer. She's not going to say like she likes them and." I guess you're not really sure about her. Everyone else is obvious, but I don't know. I guess I'm not familiar with watching a lot of harem shows, but normally it's like they're very much competing for his love uh, amongst each other. Whereas in this one, it's like it's it's all subtle hints. Gotcha. It's a show. It's a show where you don't blame them for being dense and not noticing because like they're all very much just trying to be more active in his life. Gotcha. So to me, that's the st- that's I can bear that type of harem. What I don't like is like, oh, we all like them, so let's push our sexuality on them and like infight amongst each other. You yeah. know, yeah, the infighting type shows are annoying. Really, they just all try to get close and have their own spats with him, which is interesting. <laughs> You've noticed me if I'm angry. Ah, uh, man. Uh, well, cool. What would you give the show? I gave it an eight. Very good. There's no part where I was disappointed. I said I watched it in the background sometimes. Uh, I was watching other things slash playing Hearthstone, but um, it was very easy to read and just, like, enjoy as a slice-of-life show. There was no thinking that was required. I knew what the characters were about. So, yeah. Gotcha. All right. It's very much enjoyable. I, I recommend it. And it's also short, and there could be more. There you go. Would you watch a season two? Yep, I, I definitely will. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up here for episode 210. Mm-hmm. So look forward to uh, my review next time, Tower of Draga season two. And uh, tell Zach what you want him to review. Uh, so I think we'll uh, throw someone on Twitter, man. At Anime Zach, Z A C, is where you can find Zach. Yep. And, uh, I think we'll put a poll or something. I don't know. We'll put something up. A poll, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it might just be first come, first serve. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm open to all suggestions. Leave a comment at bonsaibeat.com. Actually, that probably be the best. Leave a comment on bonsaibeat.com for this episode. What should Zach review? Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh...
This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast.